to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying? What we saying? Prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We unlocking the statements. Streaming every Friday. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are streaming on all social media platforms at Keys to the City, including Twitch. So subscribe, comment, share. This is a two-part show. We're doing the first part today, and then tomorrow we'll be doing part two of the Super Bowl 55. It is officially Super Bowl week, so here we are. I know last week was still an entertaining week in the NFL as we had the quarterback carousel, and it started with Matthew Stafford and Jared Goffin. We'll still be waiting for Deshaun Watson because you know that's that could be happening in any minute, any time. And we don't know what Aaron Rodgers. So there's still so much more to talk about with the NFL offseason. I know that it's Super Bowl week, but like I said, sorry to the MLB, sorry to the NBA, sorry to the NHL, and sorry to every other sport. But for the next four or five months, the NFL will once again do what it does best and dominate the headlines. And it starts with this week and the Super Bowl. Like I said, this, to me, is probably the most exciting Super Bowl that I've had in in all of my life, other than the two giant Super Bowls, and specifically because, well, it's the Giants, and we love the New York football Giants, and that is 12 years ago to the date, you welcome Miami Dolphins, the New York Giants beat those New England Patriots to go 18-1 and in the biggest upset in NFL history. But guess what? Tom Brady is there again. Nothing's changed, it seems like. Might have been in the AFC. People bashed him, but guess what? He's back in the NFC, and he's back in the Super Bowl. So that's what got me thinking. You look at all the history of the Super Bowl. There's a lot of historic things going to happen this this specific game. First time that a home team is going to be in their home stadium for the Super Bowl. We get to see Tom Brady for the 10th time in the Super Bowl. That's more than almost about 10 franchises that have been totaled in NFL history, too. Take it all into consideration how great Brady's been. And then you got the up-and-comer, the star of the league, and Patrick Mahomes. So it got us thinking, and I know a lot of people have been talking about it. Is this the greatest quarterback matchup of all time? And I want to read off some of the matchups that I thought, and if you saw, and we saw the, saw the list, but I wrote down about five matchups. No, six, actually. So Super Bowl <laughs> 10 and 13, I had Terry Bradshaw versus Roger Stallback. Super Bowl 19 was Joe Montana versus Dan Marino. Super Bowl 24 was Montana versus Elway. Super Bowl 27-28 was Aikman versus Jim Kelly. Super Bowl 32, Brett Favre and John Elway. And now we come 23 years later to Super Bowl 55. Patrick Mahomes, the superstar of the NFL versus the greatest quarterback of all time. Sorry, haters, but Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time, plain and simple. Wait, you skipped over Eli Manning and then... Uh, uh, I know, I know. It, it hurts me. It hurts me. Trust me. There was a good answer. Like I saw, I saw I'm surprised you heard that. that. Joe, he didn't go with any of the young guys. He didn't I go didn't with he didn't mean? go with Russell and, and Brady. No, because at the time where I looked at Warner and Brady... Brady was still young. We didn't know what Tom Brady, we didn't know Brady was going to do what he did. And Russell, he was still young as well. And he's only been to the one Super Bowl since. I mean, he's great. Don't get me wrong. Russell's been a great quarterback in this league, a consistent, great quarterback in this league. But look at what Brady has done. He is still at the top. And Mahomes has already been to an AFC, three straight AFC championship games and now two straight Super Bowls. So can I, can I add one to your list? Go ahead. Drew Brees and Peyton Manning Super Bowl. 2010, yeah, for sure. Now, yeah. okay, okay. Is this, because you using your time. Dan Marino was only at one Super Bowl, so I used the Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, one. That's uh, and that was a great Super Bowl. Yeah. What would you say? Would you say this is the greatest quarterback matchup of all time, plain and simple, to both of you? No. Really. It, it, I would, no, I would, I would still. Uh, for me, it's it, it'll always be probably '98. It'll always be Elway and Favre. I mean, that was that was something else. That's you're talking about two of the greats of all time who were. I, I mean, Favre had won his third straight MVP award. Um, you know, it, it was it, 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 and and uh, the Broncos were transitioning. Uh, Terrell Davis obviously led the way there. It was it was the end of of Elway's career, but 
Um, that that one will always go down as uh, one of the great ones for me. I think. I mean, Elway, 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 and Montana. Even though Elway's team got crushed in the Super Bowl, I mean that's that's up there because I look at those two guys. I mean, Montana and Marino. I mean, we're talking about guys that are top five of all time. Let's just put it this way: this game itself and the two quarterbacks potentially could be the two best teams we've seen in the Super Bowl and also the two best quarterbacks ever mm-hmm. to eventually play the game. Now, we both, all I think all of us agree we'd love to see where Mahomes' career finishes. But if he does win this game, you're going to start talking about him in the same respect that you've ever talked about Marino, Montana, and Brady. Because it's funny because you remember it was always, can Brady catch Montana? Even though he's gone to more Super Bowls, can he catch him with the four? And now that he surpassed them, and we talk about Mahomes, it's like Mahomes doesn't have to catch up to Montana. It's like he's automatically skipped some of the greats. Now, statistically, he's up there at all time with career wins to start a career, you know, yards, MVP. But if he could win another Super Bowl and add another Super Bowl MVP in such a short-lived time in the NFL, would probably be the greatest start of any player in the NFL's career. I don't think you could rank anyone else in the first three years to have MVP league, two Super Bowl MVPs, two Super Bowls. And if you think about it realistically, if it wasn't for one stupid mistake by D Ford being off sides, he could be in his third straight Super Bowl. And yeah. going for his third and, and going for his third straight Super Bowl MVP. And if he played all this year, he could add another MVP. If he didn't get hurt last year in that stupid quarterback sneak, he might be winning his second or third MVP. So statistically wise, Mahomes has the perfect setup to be the best quarterback of all time. But Joe, I do like yours because you got to look at Brett Favre still at such a high level. Elway is much, even though he played, and he ended up playing another year it after. so much more because it was Elway's last game, Joe. Is that why you? Well, it wasn't his last game. It wasn't. He, he came back. Season. Remember, he beat Atlanta the following year. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. And that would have been a great that game. Was, that was the last one. And that was the year that Minnesota went 15-1 and one with Randy Moss and Chris Carter, and, mm-hmm. they, and they missed. Gary Anderson missed the kick, and then Maureen Anderson kicked the game winner. And that was the Dirty Bird dance with Jamal Anderson and Chris Chandler. And uh, and Dan Reeves was the coach. So, okay, so, if Joe, where would you rank this then if this isn't your greatest matchup of all times for the quarterback's position? Well, it could be, Trev. Yeah. It could be. It won't be. I won't decide in 2021 that it is, but maybe in 2024 we look back on this and I might be like, oh, this was the one. I I don't know that yet. It's kind of what Teddy's saying. We'll have to see where Mahomes' career uh, gets to, you know, Uh, and I assume it'll be the Hall of Fame and I assume it'll be nothing but greatness for the next 10, 12, 15 years or whatever. But as of right now, uh, it when you're talking about literally Hall of Famers and guys who will in short time be Hall of Famers, um, it's it just it's a little tough to put Mahomes there just yet. He's on his put, way. I would put no this. Doubt. I put this game in the top five. I just scrolled real. Hell, I put it in the top three. Well, here's the thing. I'll still have Favre and Elway in there. I will still have Montana and Elway. I will still have Montana and Marino in there. So there's your top three give or take, however you see fit. I think the problem with Troy Aikman and Jim Kelly is Elway, Jim Kelly, as good as he was, doesn't have the statistical stats to back up. You could also say Breeze and, and Manning would be there. But this has this is a definitely a top five all-time quarterback matchup and eventually probably will be the greatest matchup of quarterbacks that we've ever seen. It will probably go down as that because Mahomes is going to shatter records and going to do things that we've never seen before. It's funny that you guys keep Brady has already done it. It's funny that you guys keep bringing up Mahomes. Half of the reason why this is already is the greatest quarterback matchup of all time is the guy that he's going against. He's going against the greatest quarterback of all time. There's no discussion about that. Yeah, Montana is unbelievable. Probably will go down as the second greatest quarterback right now in NFL history. Peyton against Breeze. Yeah, that's a hell of a matchup. Well, but, you know, hold on. You're also forgetting Terry Bradshaw. Who's no, also I, got put, four. I, I also put Bradshaw in, in this sure. discussion. But do, 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 he had, I mean, twice he faced off with Roger Starbuck. I, I yeah. mean, that's how, how are you leaving? How are you leaving both of those games out of the, out of the top five? That, again, so this all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is right now, 
It's sexy, and I, I'm sure ESPN's just had, this is the greatest Super Bowl ever. Everybody's like, yeah, it is. It's not. Com- cool your Jets. Again, we've given you four or five examples of literal Hall of Famers who faced off. Right now, you have a guy who's going to be in the Hall of Fame and a kid who's on his way. That hardly qualifies as the greatest Super Bowl of all time. I it just, just doesn't. I just think because of what Mahomes has done in such a short of time, that's why the discussion with Joe, and and this goes to why you probably think it's crazy, is think about this, Joe. If Mahomes wins, and I know we're going to talk about the game more tomorrow, but if Mahomes wins, his go checklist becomes that much greater and becomes closer to Brady. You're like, well, Ted, He's still only been in two Super Bowls. He's only got two Super Bowls. Brady's got six. Montana's got four. Like, you'd be like, "Where? what are you talking about? But statistically, why, what we've seen, because you know what it is. We live in the moment. The infatuation of 50 touchdowns and throwing the ball over the field and playing with Andy Reid and what he's done, no look passes. We're so enamored of what he can do and how he plays the game. Almost kid-like, making it so natural that that's why I think these discussions come into it. And also... You, I don't think you'll ever see them, these two again face off against each other again. Well, like I said with Mahomes, it's like, and Ryan Clark said it kind of, I, I kind of agree with what he had to say to an extent in the sense of since Patrick Mahomes has become the official starter of the Kansas City Chiefs, you felt like this guy maybe in the first like week or two, he was like, okay, this guy might be already the best player in the game because of just the way he changed the game, just the way he's changed the quarterback position. I mean, Matthew Stafford, I know Aaron Rodgers will back up Matthew Stafford in the sense of the no-look pass. Matthew Stafford's been doing it all the time, and Steph Curry is almost Jordan. No, but that's how people think nowadays, uh, Jay. No, that's how people think. Jordan. We don't think that. I already know that Tom Brady. That, sorry, Patrick Mahomes has to win. Well, we don't know. He might have to win seven to beat Brady to get to that point. I don't think he has to win seven. But if he wins another one, you'll start putting him at more – See, Brady's in a separate category. I think we really should all just stop with the, the, the Brady and everybody else because Brady's up here. The man's been to 10 Super Bowls. I don't care. And some I, I forgot who said it last night. I don't care if he's lost four of them. He's been to 10 freaking Super Bowls. Nobody could ever say that. Well, hey, It's also like the LeBron thing. I know LeBron's record is four and six right now, but the man's been to 10 NBA Finals. And looks like he could be going for number 11 this year. So Brady's in an all-on category. If Mahomes wins this game in the sense of Hall of Fame status, he'll be in that tier of uh, Peyton. He'll be past uh, Marino because he's already won two Super Bowls. He'll be in that, like, third tier where I have Brady's bam. He's up here. You get Peyton and them, like, here. And then Mahomes is like down here. If he can win another Super Bowl, he tra- he escalates himself into that second category. But no, I am not putting Patrick Mahomes. And if anybody wants to, you're an idiot and stop watching sports then, because nobody is passing Tom Brady for a long time, and maybe well, never. Well, now I don't. You got to play to 45. I don't like, you know, I don't like the argument of, I mean, look, Jordan went to six and he won six and what's LeBron's four and six. And and I'm glad you brought that up, Joe, because I was going to say, when you said it doesn't matter that Brady lost four, well, you guys used the same argument with LeBron. It was like, oh, he's lost six. So is it more important, like Jerry West, what did he get to, like six? He's one and eight. One and eight or something, Jerry West? One and eight in final? Because people don't care about how many you've been there. They want to know what you want. Well, if they did, we would make a bigger deal about all the times Jim Kelly was starting in this game four years in a row and and, and matchups against Mark Rippian and Jeff Hostetler and, you know. Not Elway. I mean, right, not Elway. Right. Look, it's, it's, it's easy to – we want to gloss over the losses now. But, again, there's a reason why we don't talk about the Buffalo Bills being one of the great dynasties in NFL history. And they were. Four but straight they, Super Bowls. They'll never didn't, be done again. Didn't win a single one, and so we just throw them right by the wayside. Ah, they weren't that good. It's like the, it's also like the Marino argument too. I mean, Marino's stats were unbelievable, but did he win a Super Bowl? No. So we're like, let's see you later. Hey, and here you think about that, Joe. You were saying before with Starback and Bradshaw. Think about if Starback beats Bradshaw in both of those games, whose career is looked differently? Is Starback's yep. career looked differently at a higher level where Bradshaw, you know, is four for four? Won four Super Bowls. Sorry, Bradshaw, what was the best matchup? 
And Joe, I, you were, you were a pretty big supporter of that that game, that Stallback and Bradshaw matchup. You've been, and I know Favre is and Elway is your number oh, one. Oh, Heisman Trophy winner, a legend from Navy. Would you would you Played put the would you have Bradshaw and Stallback and Pittsburgh Steelers? I apologize for over talking. But would you, you had have, have to think about iconic franchises at that time. And then think about the yeah. coaches. Chuck Nolan, Tom Landry. I mean, that's another everything thing. About that that game was, that everything about that game was Hall of Fame. Everything also, about it. That all, does that also change your opinion on this matchup because of the franchises where the Buccaneers have never really been – they've always been like the laughing stock other than a couple of years where they've been in that – they won a Super Bowl. They've been at the top sometimes, but mostly have been a laughing stock. And the Chiefs have really, they've only had, up until Patrick Mahomes, what Mike Greenberg said, only had four playoff wins up until Patrick Mahomes. He already has six. I feel like the Christian Okoye days uh, with Derek Thomas. And I mean, I think they haven't been, they hadn't been good in a really long time. Steve Brady was like with Sam Fran right now. And he and Mahomes would this be a better because of the franchise's no, history? No, I would I would say this, Jeff. If if it, I know you're gonna laugh at me, but I'm gonna say if this was the Patriots and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, where it was Belichick versus Andy Reid. I know that's not, I know AFC, but what I'm saying is coaching matchup. Something like that would change Something it a little like bit for me. Because like if like I said, would any of the matchups that won other than. Andy Reid, because Andy Reid had such the advantage of coaching. Now, people don't look at Bruce Arians in that same respect, but he's he's well-respected among the league. And I believe he, he, has, a coach. I believe he has at least one Super Bowl with the does Steelers. The, does the NFC even have a coach that qualifies as a legend? And it, it, Maybe I'm just not thinking of anybody off the top of the my head. I mean, I, Sean Payton might be the closest thing to it in the NFC. I would say him and, P- him and Pete Carroll, Joe. And, 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 and a lot of people oh, don't right, like yeah. him. I knew I was missing somebody. Pete Carroll. Okay. I know a lot of people don't like Pete Carroll because of his antics and how he is. And then, you know, he shit the bed in, uh, in, in New England and then went back to college, made a name for himself at USC, and then came back. But realistically, that's the two probably top coaches in the NFC. Older guys that have built a rapport. Yeah, and when you look at, if you look at the NFC, there's a lot of older, there's a lot of newer coaches. Yeah. Or you don't, you don't have like Arians. You have, um, I mean, Ron Rivera is a really good coach, but he's kind of like newer to it in the sense. Yeah, the NFC they don't have a lot of great, great all-time coaches. Whereas you see the AFC, that's crazy. 27 years old rookie. That's crazy. Well, yeah, he's go in the military. I know. It's just crazy. It's just crazy to think where the NFL has come to from where it is. What'd you say? I said no. He had a service country for two years. That was part of the negotiation. See that? I agree. Landry and Noel. Even see that's the thing. You t- you know we we talk about quarterback matchups. Is it better to have the coach or the quarterback? Well, I think we all decided yep. the quarterback after this season, <laughs> didn't we? Didn't we all decide that already? <laughs> and you can see that there was a big discussion about that with Danny Amendola coming out recently and talking about the whole pa- Patriot way. And and he says, when I think of the Patriot way, Tom Brady should be next to it. I think it's a combination of both. It has to be a combination of both, right? I thought Ryan Clark did a great job. I was listening after I left mom's house this morning to pick up some cutlets and some other stuff. And he was saying, here's why it's about Brady and not the coach. Because you can speak and try to influence the team, but unless your greatest superstar and and the most important player in your team doesn't, if he doesn't respect you or doesn't follow that way, it won't matter. We've all played sports. Coach can scream and yell at you, but if your team leader, your captain, follows suit or can take take it on the chin from the head coach, and everyone's like, if he can do it, then I can do it. And that's the thing. Brady took pay cuts. Brady allowed Belichick to coach him up and take the and take the heat. So everyone else on the team go has to follow suit. And it's about Brady. It's all about Brady and the coach because you know you see these coaches, they walk in with their big chest up and they want to they want to give their, their persona and, and their influence on the team. But if the best superstars don't respect them and don't and don't obey by their 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 philosophy. It all goes out the window. And I, and I say it like in basketball. I like you know, it. Backstage, he smelt it like that on purpose. Yeah, I, I love I, that, I, Jerry. I, I, Thank I, you for that. That's hilarious. But think about it, Joe. You think about all, even the great basketball players, right? Yeah. 
the coach is trying to get something across. The best way to get it across his team is to go to the superstar and have him influence it on the teammates. You know what I mean? Yep. Coaches coach, but players play. But if Tom Brady, if Tom Brady was a selfish player, or one of the guy, one of just one of the guys where he didn't allow Belichick to do what he imagine Brady was like, I want to be the highest paid quarterback. I'm gonna have special treatment and all this other stuff. No. Because Brady allowed to take pay cuts, because yes, I know, because his wife is rich and, and did certain things, players respect that. And hence why the Buccaneers are in the Super Bowl right now because they follow the leader. And you said that, Joe, I think I think it was last week. They, this was a very talented team, this Buccaneers. We're going to get into that game, to specifically that game tomorrow. I know this is part one of the Super Bowl preview. We'll talk about all the X's and O's tomorrow, the matchups, the key matchups. What does a win do for Mahomes? What does a win do for Brady? We'll talk all about that tomorrow. So stay tuned with that as well. But I remember Joe was saying this team was very talented, this Buccaneer team. They just needed the right leader leading the charge. And you have quite possibly the greatest leader in the NFL in the history of the NFL doing it right now, hence why they're in the Super Bowl, hence why they're 60 minutes away from could, be, could being the champs of the NFL. So all it takes is a great quarterback, a great leader. You got to have good coaching too, though. Got to have the right coaching. Well, of course, that's how you get here because he's got to make the right adjustments. But Joe, Joe do you agree it was more Brady than Belichick? Do you both agree that it's more Brady of what he did in New England than it was Belichick? You know, I know it's so I, tough. It's I, I got to tell you, I, I, it's easy to say Brady because of where he's going to be playing uh, yeah. next Sunday, but I don't know that they could have done it without each other. You know who's more important? I don't. I don't know that it mattered. I mean, you're right. Think about the the year Jimmy Garoppolo was in there, right? Eleven of five, the missed postseason. You you could argue, could argue a lot of things on that. I don't. I don't know why we do. You know what I mean? I I think that that these two guys together is what made that happen. I think you needed the Belichick. Whatever it is, he does. He was a hard ass. You had to have Belichick as the hard ass, and then you but had you, Brady as like. But the... you need Tom as the heart of that. I, I would say like Belichick's the brains, and Brady's the heart. He's the heart of that team. If you have and... no heart, though, you got no life. You know, if you want to take it in yeah. real respect with the body, the brain can be work. The brain can be working, but if the heart's dead, it don't matter. And Correct. It also the heart, and I, and I truly believe that. And Joe, but we've talked about this before. Belichick and Brady are the best quarterback-coach combo of all time. Having the right coach with the right quarterback makes all the difference in the world. It really does. Yeah, I mean, just look at the teams that are successful. They have the right coach and the right quarterback. You know what I mean? Why are some quarterbacks who are so talented failure? Is it the organization? Is it the coaching? And then you look at other guys. Why are, why are average quarterbacks really good with good coaching? You know what I mean? You know, Chuck Noll with Terry Bradshaw, Jimmy Johnson with Troy Aikman, you know, mm-hmm. Belichick with Brady. I mean, Bart Starr with Vince Lombardi. I mean, you're talking about legendary quarterbacks with legendary coaches. And that's why. Not, not just, you know, fly by the wind guys who are hot for three years. That's why I think it's funny now that when, like, we see a Sean McVay or a Kyle Shanahan or these guys that are like, you know, like two years ago, anyone that was even contact tra- contact tracing of Sean McVay got a head coaching job. Like anyone that was even close to him was like, yep, give that guy a coaching job just because it was like, oh, they must be smart and they must be good. And Joe, I would agree with you on this last point before we get into our next thing in the sense of, yeah, it does. if Brady was there but a different coach not named Belichick, we don't know what Tom Brady would have been. We don't know what Bill Belichick would have been without Tom Brady. And you can't. But you think of Brady as the heart and the leader of the Patriot dynasty for the past 20 years. So I mean, be a world 500 quarter coach. Yeah, Brady. Brady, we don't know what Tom Brady would be without Belichick. It was a match made in heaven. Oh, and you well, Brady, Phil Jackson and Kobe and Phil Jackson and, LeB- and Phil Jackson and Jordan were. That's why you've seen Chuck Knoll, Bradshaw. You've seen Aikman and Jimmy Johnson. You've seen all these great coaches. Shula and Marino, they worked together. You saw that. Montana. I mean, that's how it goes. Playing yeah. simply. Or Walsh, Bill Walsh. You need to have these great coaches team up with these great quarterbacks. You can't have one or the other. It's nice. And, 
but it might not work. And the only thing you would you finish off with this would say, hey, listen, as much as it was probably more Brady than Belichick in New England, if it wasn't for Belichick selecting Brady and putting right. him in when Drew Bledsoe go and having faith in him, because if you also remember, Belichick used to keep four quarterbacks on the roster, which is really unheard of. Now it's only two usually. So for Belichick to have faith in Tom Brady, to draft him, to allow him to be the starter quarterback and to, and to bring him up, because it wasn't like Brady was a top pick. This was a guy who was 199th overall. All right? So you got to give Belichick some credit for being able to understand who he is, to develop him, and then Brady took it to the next level. Well, also, don't forget that Bledsoe was back and healthy yeah, by he, the end of the season, and Belichick bucked conventional wisdom and was like, we're going to go with the kid for now. And, uh, and Bledsoe which is, also led him to the Super Bowl when Brady got hurt in the AFC Championship game against the Steelers. Yep. I, was, I remember when that happened, and I remember being pissed at the idea that Drew Bledsoe didn't just get his job back. Now, mind you, I was a younger man at the time. <laughs> But it, it it went against everything I knew in sports. Guy gets hurt, he comes back, he gets his job back. Unless you're Wally Pip, you know. Everybody got everybody always gets their job back. And and when it didn't happen, I was like, how dare Bill Belichick? But I mean, what do I know? Especially, Obviously, Bledsoe was a first round pick, a yep. top a top notch guy. Had just signed a contract extension like the year before with New England. So for him not to get the job back. And then also, because if you guys remember, I do, after Bledsoe had taken over and led the Patriots to the Super Bowl in the AFC Championship game, there was some controversy. It was, would Bill stick with Bledsoe and play him in the Super Bowl? And he said, no, I'm going with the kid. He's the one that got us here for the most part. He's going to be the quarterback starter. And that was the end of Bled Drew Bledsoe. And, mm -hmm. Joe, you said Wally Pip. I mean, is Drew Bledsoe the Wally Pip of NFL football? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And as they like to say, sure. the, decision, the rest is history, plain and simple. Yep. I mean, but like I said, this quarterback matchup has all the makings of an all-time great matchup. Joe doesn't have it, which is fine. He's a little older than us. Sorry, Joe. So I've seen. I've listen. I've seen, seen a lot of before. My, my I've day. seen too much to be impressed by something new. I got you. Them. Know what I mean? Like I said, we can reevaluate this game two or three years from now, and I'll probably give you a different answer as to where I rank it because by then, you know, will, will Brady's career will be over. We'll know exactly how many Super Bowl we wins think. he has. And, and, and again, within a couple of years, we'll, we'll see. I mean, you know, listen, not for nothing. And the Chiefs are great, but everybody else in the AFC is getting better. Gotta and got to get to there's the, a hey, got to get. I understand it. It's a huge town. target on their back, oh, and yeah. everybody's gearing up. This is this is where teams end up running into trouble. This is what killed the Rams, and and to a certain extent the uh, the the Bills team out some of the mid '90s. Eventually, the NFL figures you out, and it, and in both those situations, it a major change in the way the game was played. Well, in that, order to stop well, these sorts of offenses, so again, we'll see where we'll see where ultimately this Chiefs offense finishes up over the next couple of years, and 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 what Mahomes' career looks like. It, I'm very impressed so far. Don't get me wrong. Well, I'm very impressed, good. and I love the goat and the kid. I think that's great. You know, if this goes the way I think it's going to go, I think it's a perfect transition to the future of the NFL. But I'm not ready to crown it top five today. Well, and that, that and you know, teams start picking some of your players off one by one every year. Once you start winning the Super Bowl, you see it every year. Teams start picking your players off, so you nab it. Now, here's the thing: Chiefs need to win this game, and we'll talk about it more tomorrow because in two years, Patrick Mahomes' big time contract kicks in, and that's when Tyree Kill will start have to get paid, and you'll have to figure out what you'll do with Chris Jones and Kelsey will be well, older. Huh? They have two ones under contract. They have I know that. Under contract too. The only thing that I, uh, the only player that I really don't, I think Tyree Kill. I don't know what his exact. No, he's got he's got another two years left. But with regards to that, Mahomes' contract kicks in. All these guys' salary caps become a lot higher. I already looked at it and I already saw it. So the Chiefs have a, this year and about another two years to really keep everything together and pull a dynasty well, before teams start falling apart. Because that's what the NFL is about: short-lived, not for too long. Well, let's go back to let's. I'm glad you brought up the Chiefs' offense and stuff because, well, 
the top 10 offense. We thought about going all time, but let's go just go to the decade. And I'm going to give you off somebody that said their top 10 offenses, and I'm just going to give you all the results of what happened. So the number one was the 2018 Chiefs, in which they lost in the AFC title game. Number two, they had the Broncos of 2013, lost to the Super Bowl. Packers of 11, lost to the Giants. Saints in 11, lost to the um, 49ers. The Patriots, lost in the AFC title game in 2012. The Falcons, the debacle, if you know what happens. The Rams, when they went to the Super Bowl a couple years ago. The Ravens of last year, lost in the divisional round. The Pats of 2010, lost in the divisional round. And then the Pats of 2011, lost to the Giants in the Super Bowl. My point is, is, is this the best offense of the past decade? I know that they don't have as many points as the Atlanta Falcons of 2016. This team's averaged about 30 points a game where the Falcons offense was averaging 33 points a game. But none of these teams, most of the teams, I should say, didn't even get to the Super Bowl when you said, oh, the Broncos team was really good. Well, that was one of the few teams in the past decade that had made the Super Bowl. The rest of them either lost in the divisional round or lost in the title game. So where would you put this 2019 Chiefs offense? We've got to take in consideration they really haven't had a running game as well. So does that make it even more of a credit to this passing game of how lethal it is? Joe, go ahead, bud. You can Defense wins championships, plain and simple. I think, I, think that's, I think that's what we just learned from your list. Um, Except for last year. Sure, but listen – Statistically speaking, you want to go in there with a better defense than an offense if you want to win the Super Bowl. And and I think you've got, you know, uh, a, a lifetime of proof of that being the case, that the, the, the better defense generally is going to win the football game. Hold on, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna. I'll be right back. I'll be right back. Where's he? And a, he's walking out. He's walking off. I love it. A big part of the reason why is, I mean, again, you get much more conservative on offense in the Super Bowl. Everybody does. Everybody mm-hmm. tightens up, and so it, it's to the defense's advantage if you tighten up your offense. If you're putting up 450 yards a game, and then come Super Bowl day, you put up 270, you're probably gonna lose. But but uh, again, I see it. I mean, again, I've been watching Super Bowls since the early '80s. Yeah. The ones that I, I mean, I can literally remember the the ones from the early '80s. Again, typically speaking, the better defenses win. '85, '86, '87, '88, '89. If I had to say this, I would say this offense is better than any of those offenses. And the only offense I would compare this to is the Greatest Show on Turf. Now, they had a running game, and they had the best running back in football that year, one of the all-time greats in Marshall Falk. The reason why this offense is that much, I just think because of what Tyreek Hill's speed, that at any moment you give that man the ball, he can take it from a five-yard slant to an 85-yard touchdown, plain and simple. You have the best tight end in football by far in Travis Kelsey. had a historic season and one of the all-time great tight ends in football. And then you have Patrick Mahomes without any question – it doesn't matter what lead you have. No lead is safe with the Kansas City Chiefs because of Patrick Mahomes. And I know, I'm not even talking about – they don't even have that great of an offensive line. They don't have a – their running game has been lackluster. So maybe I should be specifically saying, is this the greatest trio going into Super Bowl history with Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and Kelsey is maybe more of a specific question instead of the offense in general. Well, um, so I'll answer the question, but Trev, do you want me to tell you what I ran to go get? The New York Post. Yeah, so I wanted to explain something because you guys were talking about offenses. <laughs> so it's a, teams that score more points per game during the regular season are only 5-13 and 13 against the spread in the last 18 Super Bowls. The Buccaneers scored 30.8 points a game. Chiefs only they scored 29.6. Mm-hmm. The ability to run the football has been much overrated for the Super Bowl success. Teams that average more rushing yards per game are just 4-12 and 12 since 05. In the Super Bowl, the Chiefs rush for 112 yards per game this season. The Buccaneers 94.9. Here's a lot. Here's the other one I wanted to tell you. Passing yardage also meant little in terms of Super Bowl success, with teams owning an edge in total offensive passing yardage, going eight and eight and eleven against the spread in the last 19 Super Bowls. Those were the top two passing teams in the NFL in 2020. The Chiefs threw for 4,854 yards. The Bucks threw for 4,626 yards. So not that it makes a difference because I know it has to do with Gale. Change that, change that question from what I had. Instead of top 10 offenses a decade, 
Is this the greatest trio leading into the NFL history and into Super Bowl history? No, I got one is, better. Is Kelsey Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes the greatest trio heading in to the Super Bowl? And I appreciate Dave Riccio commenting on that because he's a big, he's a Pittsburgh Steelers guy. So Lynn Stallworth and Bradshaw is up for debate. But is this the gr- latest, the latest trio? I said greatest. <laughs> said great. Joe, you're having a hard. Joe, you better get another half of that sub back. You I gotta no tell you. I I I I prefer latest I prefer latest over greatest I'll be honest because again dude how how can you say that I mean literally knowing somebody just mentioned Bradshaw Stallworth don't don't forget Franco Harris was also on that team you know, along with Lance because it adds for great debate Sure it does but <laughs> but I mean to me the greatest trio of all time is the first one I I ever really believed in and as a Giants fan, for me to say this is tough, but dude, Aikman, Smith, and Irvin, yep. come on, well, by well, far the the best three I've ever seen. You're talking about you're talking about three of the best at, at their positions ever. Joe, you're turning me around. You can make that question. Latest trio. Is this the latest well, great trio? How's that? The greatest thing. When you said when you said it in terms of that, the first team that came to my mind was the Rams with Tory Holt, Kurt Warner, and Marshall Falk. You forget how good Marshall Falk was. He yep. was the most dynamic runner and receiver. He could have been a receiver with a thousand yards if he wanted to. I think well, he did. Roger have Craig. Roger Craig with those uh with the Jerry with the Rice, teams, too, with Jerry Rice. Forget about it. I mean, you're talking about the greatest. It hurts that they don't have a a legit. I mean, you would think Le'Veon Bell or Clyde Edwards Lair would be a legit run, but if. Do you think this hurts maybe the trio because they don't have a running attack? Because you name you name some great trios and no, they're a great receiver. It's different. It's it's different. We don't like we don't talk about the tight end position, but Travis Kelsey has really and guys like Gronk and guys like uh, George Kittle, even Aaron Hernandez. They changed the way Shannon Sharp, court, tight ends like that. They really changed the the position of the tight end. Whereas back in the day, tight end was more known as a blocker. And more just like dink and dunk guy. You'll get a, a pass. You'll get a pass here and there, but nothing great. You see Travis Kelsey now. I mean, his stats throughout the postseason, Ted, you have those stats, right? Of yep. Terry Hill and Travis Kelsey. I mean, yep. multiple, t- I think he in both games had 10 or more receptions. And Tyree Kill had almost up to that in both of those games. That's why I say with those two. And then with Mahomes, it just adds that whole icing on the cake. Well, first of all, it shows how the game has evolutionized. Yeah, the running game is is not as important as it once was. All right, because running game could be a stretch pass, could be a screen pass, could be a shovel pass, could be a a, a number of different things. Now, Trev, you wanted those stats. Yeah. Kelsey in the two games this playoffs has 25 targets, 21 catches, 272 yards, and three touchdowns. In the two games for Tyreek Hill, he has 21 targets, 17 catches, 282 yards, but he has no touchdowns. But he's so dynamic that the touchdowns, I mean, the play last week where he had the five, the seven-yard slant and took it for 72 yards is, I mean, it, that's whatever you know. Those two guys and Mahomes work out perfectly for this up. Tyreek Hill's speed opens up everything for that offense. It allows the offense to do everything else that they need to do. His ability to stretch the field, you have to double coverage him. Because we saw the first time these two teams played, he had 203 yards in the first quarter. So you have to put a safety over top, which means Travis Kelsey then, like he did in the second in the game, had 12 catches the rest of the game, or Tyreek Hill, I believe, only had like three more catches, works the middle of the field because he's a mismatched nightmare. I mean, the Browns tried to put their number one quarter, Denzel Ward, on him, and he wasn't good enough to guard him. And maybe it's just me saying the Bucks with Levante David and Devante and Devin White in the first game. So there are maybe this is just me, Joe, why I said this trio, just because of it's it's a me being younger, the younger generation, but just the way the game has drastically changed from the days of Stallworth, Lynn, and um, Bradshaw to even Aikman, Emmett, how that game, how they changed the, how that, that changed football to where it is now. And even what Ted brought up, the running game has become almost, yeah, it's there, the running back position. We always talk about the value of running backs nowadays. What's the value of running backs, their position. It's, 
it's not as great as it once was where you see a receiver. Some teams would rather go get a Tyree kill over a, maybe a Saquon Barkley because of his speed or just the receiver value. Oh and yeah. Then you see the tight end. It's drastically growing over the since since maybe Gronk that's really taken it to a whole nother level. Like Shannon Sharp was unbelievable. I'm not taking Tony Gonzalez was really good, but Gronk and like though, and, and the Patriots offense with the way they used Hernandez and, um, and Gronk was better. I mean, Walter Payton and picked two other guys. I understand, but like that's how the game has changed drastically from oh, of those course. where it is now. And Dude, that's, why I think, that's why I'm just putting that out. Trevor, there. listen, a million percent. I mean, you know, what, what you end up having, I think, when you try to compare the 70s to the 80s, to the 90s, to anything after 2000, and then anything after 2010, you're comparing apples and oranges. You're mm-hmm. you're literally different evolutions of the game. We could easily talk about, you know, the 1930s, <laughs> um, where they where they threw the ball with the frequency of an Army-Navy game. You know what I mean? Like, that, it wasn't even a thing. The game constantly evolves. But look at this offense that the Buccaneers have seen over the last couple of weeks. And the idea that Leonard Fournette didn't do dick this year might be the best thing that's happened to the Bucs because that dude looks faster, better, and fresher than anybody anybody else on the football field right now. That has got to be the most rested superstar in the game. Even Ronald Jones, he looked very explosive. Explosive. Yep. He's come back from his injury. But that's why I was just thinking about Joey while you're talking. That's why when we think about the Rams team in 2000 and we talk about the greatest show on turf, this is the greatest show on turf, the Chiefs right now. But yep. they were the Rams were so ahead of their the time at the time 20 years ago that well, that's Mark, why I mean, led like by Mark Mark. Think about it. Mike Mark was a mastermind. Well, yeah, Kurt Warner, which we didn't yep. know Kurt Warner was going to be a Hall of Famer. All right. You had Tory Holt and Isaac Bruce, both Hall of Famers. You had Marshall Falk, a Hall of Famer. And then you had the sock guy, Az Akeem, with Ricky Prohl yeah. as your fourth receiver. Now you think about that. Four receivers, a running back that I believe had a thousand yards rush and a thousand yards receiver that year, was the MVP, you know, could do it all, was a mismatch nightmare. That was the reason why we call if the Chiefs were put back 20 years ago, they would have been called the greatest show on turf even though they were playing on grass, but that is just where the game has changed. The game has drastically changed. And that's why that's, that's the only reason why I say what I say. I know there's been a hell of a lot of great trios over the history, but to add a tight end 10 years ago, realistically, you might be like, what kind of drugs are you on? You would never consider the tight end position as great as it is now. I mean, at an all time high. Um, I'm going to disagree with that, and I'm going to point out uh, Philip Rivers, Ladanian Tomlinson, and Antonio Gates. That was a great trio. Never got yeah. though. Gates was a tight end. Oh, tight! He was. Oh, yeah. Antonio Gates, another guy. I forgot. It was an unbelievable tight end. You, but you had like, you had few tight ends. Whereas now you have all these type of tight ends. You have. Darren Waller, you have Kittle, who's become one of the most valuable players in the game. Travis Can I tell you something Kittle. what they don't have? They don't have a number one receiver. They don't have a legit deep threat. All these guys, who is Oakland's number one receiver? Don't tell me Henry Ruggs. No. Sorry, five foot nine speedster doesn't make it. He's not Tyree Kill right now. He's not Tyree Kill. The 49ers, who is their number one receiver? You don't have that. Now, I think the Arizona Cardinals, if Kyle Pitts falls to them in the draft, they could be that team with DeAndre Hopkins, Kyle Murray, and Pitts. Because I think the opportunity to be that explosive at is it just, is, are the Chiefs just showing that you can survive without a running game? Well, yes, absolutely. It's a, absolutely. It doesn't have to or be just because of Mah- or just because Mahomes, like we talked about, kind of just erases every everything. All your the running game. Only has to matter when it matters. Meaning, third and one, can you get the first down? Second and two, can you get the first down? Inside the red zone or goal line, can you get a yard or two? It's just like we talked about the Ravens. You can run the ball all day, but can you complete a pass when it matters the most? You have to be, it's the Belichick, I'll say use it the Belichick way. Remember, he doesn't have practice. Well, we're in our back of the, we're at the three-yard line. It's third and ten. We need to pick up seven yards so we can get. Situational football. 
Situational football is the most important part of the game. Who cares what you do between the 20s? You can run the ball up and down the field. Are you are you great when it matters most? Third and one, second and two, under two minutes, late in the half. You know, can, can you make the stops on defense when it's late in the game? Can you hold teams to field goals? That's where it matters the most. Chiefs score touchdowns in the end zone. They don't kick many field goals. That's what the Patriots used to do. Third and one, they get it easily. First down, bang, next next drive, let's go. That, that's that's what it's about nowadays. It's situational football. Can you be great when it matters the most? Who cares what you do on first and 10 and second and 10? Can you be great on third and short, fourth down, and in the red zone? And that's why I think the Chiefs are so great because they manage those situations at such a high level and they and they complete them. You know what I mean? It, it, you don't every time it's third and one, you're like, it doesn't matter. They're gonna get it. They're gonna get it some way. They're gonna run a shovel pass, a jet sweep, a quick screen, or they're gonna throw a 50-yard bomb. Some way or another, they're gonna complete it. And I feel like, you know, when we talk about our team, the Giants, when we do a show all week about talking to the Giants, that's what I feel like the Giants struggle at. Situational football. Why can't we get third and one? Why can't we complete second and two and move on and not have to face third and short? Why do we have a penalty and go third and ten? Why can't we complete things that easily, make things that easily? The little things are just as important as the big things in football. And that's the little things football. are more important than the bigger things. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of surprised. I, oh, think you don't, I mean, do you want to have the 30-second the rushing attack? No. You want to be somewhere in the middle. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Even the Giants, when they won the Super Bowls, weren't great. They weren't a great rushing team. It wasn't like they were a top-five rushing team. It wasn't like they were a top-five passing team. But situationally, they were great when it mattered. And whistled for the win. Hey, I'll tell you one thing, though. With his point, if you watch that game, for three quarters, Mahomes was shut down. All right? And then because of the fourth quarter explosion, they won the Super Bowl. So I'm kind of surprised, Joe, that it's been a couple of weeks and a couple of shows, I should say, and I still haven't gotten a one more thing. No, he did a one more thing last week. Yeah, he did it earlier. He didn't wait till the end of the show when we're ready to go. Let me give you one more thing right now, too. Um, (laughs) I I do think that the uh, ground game is going to be an issue for the Chiefs on Sunday. And I and I think it's going to like I said, with with the Ravens, if they need to make a big throw, I don't like their chances. And obviously, everybody knows how that went. I feel the same way about this game. This could be a situation where. This team needs to run for a couple yards at some point, and it doesn't happen. And it and it could hurt him and be a game changer. Hey, That's Joe. not this. He's great and all, but you are going to need to run this football, especially against a really good secondary by Tampa Bay. Joe, do you remember the game, the, this matchup, in Week Twelve, at four o'clock when the Chiefs beat? Do you realize they controlled the ball for ten minutes in the fourth quarter, not to allow Brady to ever get the ball back? They completed multiple third down and fourth down conversions. Brady never touched the ball. He touched it one drive in the second, in the fourth. Well, quarter. guess what? They play him again. Well, it could be a different and, outcome. But and, I'm here, and here's the thing: Mahomes, if you remember in that game, had multiple scramble conversions to keep the drive going. Brady never only touched the ball one time. I was reading the post. I've been reading the post a lot more, Trevor, with the Super Bowl. That's what I'm talking about, Joe. Mahomes is. What that Bucks defense look like then, though? The same exact it was now. Everyone on the field was on the field. The same secondary. Vita Vea was there. Shaq Barrett was there. Yeah, just, like when, just like when the Giants played the Patriots once, they had the same exact team. You know, the only Remember? difference was the only difference was the Chiefs did now will not have their two tar- excuse me their two starting tackles. And I'm glad so you guys brought that, that up. Is, that is major. That is that major. is huge. And I'm glad you guys brought that up because that leads into tomorrow's show. That's how we're going to close it out. We ain't getting into any more of the preview. That's how we're going to close out today's show. And I'm glad Joe and Ted ended with that because that's a lead up until tomorrow's show. So you're going to have to stay tuned to get our predictions, our score, and our MVPs. What's up? They, no, Dave Riccio's question, if he's not on, I will tell you this. The Buccaneers defense is better yes. talent-wise yes. than the Chiefs. But the Chiefs are opportunistic. They make plays when needed to. They do, and they have. And that's part of the reason why they're going back-to-back Super Bowls. Because we're going to talk all about it tomorrow. So stay I know, tuned. 
One more oh, thing. No, 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 you don't get the one more thing. No, you can't get one more. <laughs> I just want one thing. more thing. I would like to point out that Tom Brady won a conference championship game on the road despite throwing three interceptions. I, I mean, I haven't done the research. I will bet you no one has ever thrown three picks in a road game in the conference championship and gone to the Super Bowl. Tom yeah. Brady does things that most human beings can't. Yeah. Don't love the guy, never have, respect the hell out of him. But I've been saying it the last few weeks. You you said it earlier. That, I mean, you called this a long time ago, Bucks Chiefs. Um. Well, that wasn't I, his regular season prediction. Who gives a who? I both got the Saints Ravens. I've I've bet against Brady before, and it's never no, worked out for me. Know, and I'm know. not making that mistake we again. Gotta, we gotta, no, no, we got to tease it. Hold on, shut it, both of you. You're done. Cut us off. Now, also, yeah, great coordinator. We'll talk all about that tomorrow. Like I said, you have to stay tuned for one two. more thing. One more thing. One more thing. We, one should more a, thing. we should make that a specific thing. We should just make that a specific segment for Joe to get his <laughs> But like I said, we'll have what? What do you want to say now? Say no, that could be the last five minutes of the show. That could be the last five minutes of the show. The one more thing. The one yeah. more thing. Thing. Like that. <laughs> like I said, you'll have to stay tuned for tomorrow as we go through it all tomorrow for part two. Like I said, we'll make our predictions. We'll make our Super Bowl MVPs and game score. Who's walking away Super Bowl 55 as the champs? Will we see a repeat or will the king reclaim his throne again? We'll talk all about that. X's and O's, impact. What does it do for um, Andy Reid? What does this do for Bruce Arians, Brady, Mahomes? It's going to be a hell of a show, so you got to stay tuned. I'm sorry that we don't have more for you, but you're just going to have to come back and watch Keys of the City tomorrow. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are streaming on all social media platforms at Keys of the City. Subscribe, comment, share, and like. Clovercrest Media presents Keys of the City. We are out. Yeah. Keys to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts, we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying? What we saying? Prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We are locking the statements. Streaming every Friday.